host, Brian Dales. And on this episode, we go out on the North Fork, North Fork of the Edisto River with the elusive Gordon Peters. Yeah, we finally got together. We got together a couple weeks ago, but this is the first time we're doing a long paddle. And oh my God, let me tell you, it was long. So we uh, got some video, or I got some video. Didn't get a whole lot of Gordon in there. I mean, I got some pictures. I didn't get a whole lot of audio from that guy, but uh, he's elusive, man. He's hard, he's hard to pin down. And uh, yeah, so we got um, a little bit of video. So what I'm gonna do is this is the intro. I'm gonna piece together uh, some of the audio and video from the, the trip that I captured on the GoPro. And then I'll tie it all up at the end and give you a rundown of what all the video meant and what exactly happened while we were out on the river for almost 10 hours. So enjoy this episode. All right, just put in at uh, Livingston Landing. And we're going to go down to Kilcare Landing, about 17 or so river miles. Out here with the elusive Gordon Peters. We'll do some video on and off, different sections of the uh, river. And we'll just see how it goes. Maybe we see something interesting. I got the camera on you, Gordon. So look alive. Man, it's kind of stumpy right through here. Some uh, some fun today, I think. Yeah, yeah. We might be sawing through some logs. Maybe a few shallows. Sorry, guys. Gotta pay attention. <clears throat> Going up on the beach. I think there's gonna be plenty of sandbars. Well, it looks like Gordon's already uh, taking a break. <laughs> Just start. Gordon's already he's already making a pit stop. We haven't even opened a beer yet. Huh? So far, this is a pretty gorgeous piece of the Edisto. We're on the um, the lower North Fork. Uh, we did the section up above this 
uh, a couple weeks ago. I think I may have talked about it. We did, depending on whose GPS you looked at, it was either 9 miles or it was 12 miles. Not quite sure, but um, so we did this, that section right above where we just put in. We took out at Livingston last time we, we paddled, and this time we're putting in at Livingston. And we're going down further. Uh, right before the confluence, so to be at River Mile 1 of the North Fork, uh, right before it joins the South Fork at the confluence um, to make the main stem, which we've done a, a, a decent portion of the main stem already as well. So we're collecting the miles. Hey. What? Yeah. I got 72 ounces. <clears throat> and we got plenty of beer. We got plenty of water. There's water and beer. There's water and beer. Alright guys, we got a lot of miles to go, so I'm going to go ahead and sign off at the moment. We'll Cut back on shortly. <clears throat> well, just cruising through a little, a uh, little bit of a residential area, I guess. Part of the river widens out pretty well. And we just passed our first uh, boater. Normally, we, won't, we don't really see anybody on the water, but a uh, little couple, little John boat, floating on by at a, at a slow RPM. And uh, I don't know what we are. What are we right now? Let's take a look. I think we are. Right, but I'm talking distance-wise. So we're 4.2 miles in. Hour and 33 minutes so far. <clears throat> so there you go, guys. There's the uh, update. Oh, I'm running into stuff as I talk. I'll give you one more shot of a little side view. Mr. Gordon Peters here. Oh, I'm getting ready to hit a sandbar. Oh, made it. All right. All right, so um, here with Gordon Peters. And um, you saw our first alligator on the Edisto. Yeah. After how many miles? Upper yeah, the North Edisto. say it was a couple feet or not even that one yeah right all right well here's the update all right so we stopped out for a second we are uh hanging out where, where we don't even know if we're on the main stem or, or on the uh <laughs> the right track anymore but I mean, we're on the North Fork. A little, a little oxbow off the North Fork. Yeah. Gordon says a little oxbow off of the uh, North Fork. So, who knows? But uh, tied out for a second uh, for a little potty break. And we're getting ready to get back on and see if we can figure out exactly where we are. Um, 
mileage right now. We're 6.3 miles. Two hours and 55 minutes. It's going to take us back to uh, alligator land. I mean, I just can't think of another fork. I don't know if I turn the camera on. Did I turn the camera on? Looks like it's still on. Huh? Are we still recording? Who knows? Who knows, guys? I don't think we are. I'm going to turn it off here at the front just in case. Don't you know? Alright, so we're going back. Alright, so I'm, I'm taking this off this time, man. We just went through holy hell. Yeah, holy hell. That's what we just went through. I don't know how this is looking with the wide shot on my face. Oh my God, there's a spider in that branch right there. There's spiders galore. Oh my God, I hate spiders. Um, Gordon is back here somewhere. My paddle's upside down. Holy shit, there's an alligator. Hold on, here he is right here, you see him? Alligator, Gordon. I got him on the GoPro, buddy. Can you see him, guys? Right there. I can't zoom in. Gordon, I got an alligator. He's right here looking at me. He's on the GoPro, man. Oh, he's swimming. Gordon, you're going to miss him. He's swimming away, Gordon. Gordon, you're missing a uh, alligator, man. Go up, go up right here. Where am I, where am I going? Go, go right around this berm right here. He, um, he jumped off into the water and then he sat right there. He should be right along the shoreline there. He must have died. A dove? Did he die? A dove. camera on don't get crazy but um you must that alligator must have dove over there he was beautiful 
There he is, right there, Gordon, right there, right there on the shore. At your 12 o'clock almost. Maybe 11. Almost, you're looking too far to the right. Look further left. He's right off the shore, like inches off the shore. His head, his eyes are just above the water. Oh, yeah, I see him. You see him? Yeah. About the same size as that other one. Yeah. All right, turn the camera back off. All right, so uh, we're on an embankment of some really squishy mud. And um, we're draining our boats because we both took on some water on this uh, past uh, couple miles of this trip. Had to portage the boat uh, a couple times, three times? Several, several. several times. However many several is. And uh, yeah. Three or four. That might be three or four. All right. All right, so here's the update. Um, we have no idea where we are, really. I mean, we're on the Edisto River. It's about, about the best we know. Um, we got, uh, what is it, 6.15. We got a couple hours before nightfall, so we'll see. It's going to be tight. It's going to be tight. But, you know, I wouldn't expect anything less. With the elusive, With the elusive Gordon Peters, yeah. And, uh, oh, oh, you're talking about Edisto Adventures. This is Edisto Adventures. So, river update. Um, we may or may not be. Huh? We may or may not be 30 minutes out from getting off the river. And uh, we're pushing, you know, 45 minutes until dusk or until nightfall. So, we'll see what happens. But, um,. Yeah, stay tuned. Alright, so I don't know how much uh, video we've gotten <laughs> because I could never tell if the camera was turning on or not, but we just got out. This is the landing we got out at. Should have taken a picture of the, or video of the landing we put in at, but this is Kill Care Landing and it's not even a landing. Fuck, you got the, the whole, all the concrete is falling into the water, so uh, that's where we came from over here, if you can see it. Uh, we've put in here before and, and gone this way um, down to the confluence, um, down to Zigzag Landing. But so we went from Livingston Landing to um, Kill Care, and um, yeah, craft conversations. We did uh, drink some beer. Uh, Gordon is over here getting the truck to pull back over here so we can load up. 
But yeah, I think it was something like uh, nine and a half hours, 20.3 miles or 0.4 miles or something. Oh, I should turn it this way maybe so you can see me. But yeah, that's it. We did it. Talk to you soon. Well, what's up, guys? What's going on? So I did the intro. Um, I got a camera angle kind of going down into me. I don't know if it's a good angle. I don't know if it's, it's a bad angle. Good angle. I think I got the on-air sign, the logo, um, maybe the practical paleo book down here, maybe the, the guitar that Chris Filan still needs to pick up when he comes back in here to talk about um, House of Brews West Ashley. But basically, I am doing a show to uh, summarize the uh, kayak trip that uh, the elusive Gordon Peters and I did yesterday. Um, today is Monday night. This will come out on Tuesday. I know, I always confuse you guys with the, um, with the dates and the times and the days of the week or whatever, but I did a kayak trip with Gordon yesterday, uh, Sunday the 28th of July, I believe, we put in at Livingston, and you've, uh, if, if you've listened to it, or if you, you watch the YouTube, you've, you've listened to um, kind of what we did, so you kind of got a little synopsis, 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 <laughs> I don't know what the word is, <laughs> I've had a couple drinks, guys, I'm going to be honest, and you know how it goes. It's a show about craft conversations, right? We're crafting conversations. We're drinking craft beer. I was up at uh, the Kickin' Chicken before I came to record the audio on this podcast to kind of coincide with the video that I took yesterday. So I have had a couple Holy City overly friendly IPAs. That's what I've had. And basically what I'm going to do is I did the intro just a second ago. Um, you heard that already, <laughs> you, you've seen or heard the videos all the way through that I recorded yesterday on the river, and now I'm going to give you a synopsis or a summary, do those both mean the same thing? Probably. I'm going to give you a breakdown of what happened on the river. So before we do that, let's open a beer. So right now I've got a Rogue Hazelnut Brown Nectar. That guy right there, you can see it, maybe. It's a focusing. Bam. I'm going to open this guy. And I'm going to tell you, um, I'm hoping that this is, I'm pretty sure it is, the, um, the brown, the hazelnut brown from Rogue. Back in 2009, or was it 2008? God damn it. What, what year was it? I think, I think it was 2008. So my ex-wife, Brandy, she was training for a marathon. She was going to do the Honolulu Marathon. Uh, we were stationed in Alaska at Elmendorf. We were sta stationed in Anchorage, Alaska. And she decided that she was going to do her first marathon. She was going to do the Honolulu Marathon. A friend of hers was supposed to go with her. Uh, I think uh, her name was Christy, I believe. And they were going to do it. It's going to be December of 2008. 
So she started training. I was already kind of running a little bit, and she was as well. And we both decided, you know, let's fucking kick it up a notch. And she decided she was going to do a marathon. I'm like, okay, well, you know, I was doing some 5Ks, 10Ks, whatever. I'd done some stuff uh, throughout my life. Um, started martial arts when I was 15. So I've always kind of been doing activities of this sort. But a marathon is a, is, is a whole another animal. So she was training, and I said, you know what? Let me just uh, help you train because I want you to be successful f for this marathon. So I started helping her train and running with her when she would do her runs after work, before work, during work, whatever the case may be. I started running with her because uh, I just wanted to be supportive. And the more that I started training and helping her and supporting her and going out and running with her, the more that I kind of got into a running groove. And I said, you know what? I'm doing all this goddamn training. Why don't I just run the marathon? And I think I've talked about this before. But I said, why not just run it? So I did the training. <clears throat> we peaked out at, uh, I think, 22 miles was the, the biggest mileage that we had done uh, prior to the 26.2 miles that we were going to run in Honolulu, Hawaii, which is in... Um, on the island of Oahu, uh, Honolulu, that's the name of the town. That's a hard word to say. It really is, for me, anyway. So we did the training, we ran the marathon, uh, we both did fairly well. I came in a tad bit before uh, my ex-wife did. Me ex-wife? My ex-wife. I think... It's hard to remember sometimes, man. I've got so many races in mind, and i got so many, ah, just so much stuff in my history that uh, I have to keep straight in my brain. But I got a haircut today, guys, by the way. I don't know if you can tell. It's very, uh, very sleek. I got um, a little bit more high, a little higher and tighter on this haircut. I cut a little bit of length off the top. Um, she actually combed it back today, which doesn't normally happen. But so anyway, I got a haircut. What was I saying? So, what was I saying? Uh, we trained for this marathon. We went to the marathon, Honolulu. When we first started, it was uh, dark. It was uh, before daylight. It was pouring down rain. We started off and, oh man, just a lot of puddles, a lot of rain, a lot of water. Um, huge crowd. I mean, there was probably 13,000 people there, I think. I want to put that number out there. Somewhere around there, it was definitely over 10,000 people. And when we started out, was a lot of, uh, you know, and probably bad on my part or her part, but we were doing a lot of bouncing around instead of just staying kind of behind somebody and just waiting for the wave to kind of uh, dissipate and uh, the crowd to open up or the, the, the street to open up. We decided uh, to just kind of bounce back and forth. So we're up up on the sidewalk, we're down off the sidewalk, we're over here, we're over there, we're going straight, we're going forward, backing up a little bit, we're slowing down, we're speeding up, back on the sidewalk, and it was a lot of back and forth, a lot of wasted energy, I believe, and um, a lot of lateral movement, which, you know, part of our training, or the majority of our training is straight uh, forward and back, you know, up and down. And to get into this thing in the first two or three miles, to be doing a lot of back and forth, a lot of lateral movement, we are taxing uh, ligaments and muscles that we didn't tax during training. 
or at least for me anyway. Um, I don't think my ex-wife had the same problem I did, but I had a left iliotibial band problem, or what they call an IT band. Uh, ITB is the it goes from the uh, the top of the hip bone all the way down the lateral side of the leg, the outside of the leg, and to the bottom of the of the knee joint on the tibia there. And it's a it's a ligament that crosses the knee joint. So if you're doing a, a lot of lateral movements, uh, if you have you have a lot of cancer on either side of the road, sometimes you get some some IT band tendonitis. So it's a it's a it's an inflammation of the tendon on that uh, side of the knee or on that band. And that's what happened to me. And I think if I remember correctly, it was around mile 16 or I want to say 18, maybe I was pretty far into the marathon and the, the heat had risen, the, the rain had stopped, the sun had coming out, had coming out, had come out. And we had some, some really, uh, dark asphalt that we were running on, so there was a lot of heat dissipating up, um, a lot of wear and tear on the joint. I think it was 18 miles in, and my knee just gave out. I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't run on it. I could run for maybe 50 yards, and then I had to walk, and then I juggle, uh, you know, 50 more, 50 more yards, and then I would walk. Excuse me, over and over and over again. That is the uh, transition that I had to make from 18 miles all the way up to 26.2 miles. So I probably lost a good hour of time with that running and uh, walking regimen that I had to do with my IT band. So anyway, point of the story is we were talking about this beer. I ran that in December and then I set myself up for another marathon in March of uh, 2009, which was the Baton uh, Death March out in White Sands, New Mexico. So I flew out of uh, Las Vegas. I flew into Albuquerque, New Mexico. I got a rental car. I drove down. Uh, drove. God damn it. I drove. I drove down <laughs> to White Sands, New Mexico in a rental car. Uh, parked. I got out and I did the uh, the baton, baton death march. I don't know how you say it. It's a uh, you can do a half marathon or you can do a marathon. You can also do a military or non-military. Uh, military, you wear your full military gear, and you also put on a 35-pound backpack. Uh, non-military, you wear civilian clothes and you don't wear the extra weight. So I did the non-military and just uh, ran it as a regular marathon. I still wasn't quite healed from the uh, Hawaii marathon that I'd done. But that knee actually did fairly well. And about nine miles into this uh, race, there was a lot of, uh, it was some off-road, there was some pavement. Then there was some real thick sand, like you were running on a, on a beach, but even more so. I mean, the sand was even more, um, it was deeper than normal sand on the beach. And nine miles in, now I've got an IT band problem on this other side, on the, on the right side of the leg. So that kicks in. Uh, the left side was pretty much healed, you know, after uh, three months. 
so now the right side kicks in. The right side says, you know what? Fuck you. I'm a little, I'm a little tender. I'm, you haven't trained me quite as well. And now you're doing this, uh, you, you know, you, you've been running on straight ground and, and pavement and sidewalk and, and road. And now you're doing this um, marathon in this deep sand. Well, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to scream at you on the other side because you didn't prepare for that. You didn't train as you were going to perform. And that's the key really to anything that you're going to do. Uh, you got to look at that race and you have to figure out what are the parameters of that race? What's the what's the uh, terrain? What's the elevation? What's the distance? What's the temperature? And you need to put yourself through all those particular things for that particular race or you're not going to be as successful as you possibly could be. So that's what happened on both of these races, as a matter of fact. So now I've got this problem on my right side. Um, my plan was to, and I'm still, I'm still talking about this beer that I haven't taken a sip of yet, but my plan was to do this race in New Mexico and then fly from Albuquerque out to Las Vegas. And my younger brother, Kevin, had uh, just gotten recently stationed there, and I said, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out and see Kevin and stay with him a couple of days, and find out what's happening in Las Vegas. And when I got there, I could barely walk, and we did nothing but walk. So <laughs> it was not it was good for it though, really. If I if I look back on it, that was probably the best thing I could have done for uh, the injury and the overuse that I had was to walk it off and uh, just continue to move and let the tissues uh, uh, get better and accommodate uh, the stresses and just work it out, really. So what am I trying to say? So we got on the uh, the Strip, the, the Las Vegas Strip. We started off at um, uh, New York, New York, I think, Casino. And that's on the, uh, the left side of the street if you're going down, um, probably east, maybe. I'm not sure the directions, but... So you're going down from uh, New York, New York, you pass Mandalay and Luxor, you go all the way down. About halfway down, I get to, or we get to Caesar's Palace. And that's, you know, we've been drinking a little bit and whatever, gambling here and there, walking through all these casinos, checking things out. First time in Vegas for me. We get to Caesar's Palace and we're not inside the hotel or the casino, but there's a little outdoor area. As we go, go down these steps into this uh, little pavilion, there's an outdoor bar, and um, I order a rogue hazelnut brown from the bar, and it comes in a, I, I want to say it's a 32-ounce cup, I'm not positive, but it's a plastic cup, it's huge, I think it's 32 ounces, five bucks for this fucking beer. I'm drinking this beer, and I'm thinking, oh my god, and this is kind of before... The whole craft beer scene got really big. Um, this is kind of on the, on, on the cusp, on the edge of the of the craft craft beer revolution. And uh, Rogue, you know, was one of the big guys out there. Stone, uh, Sierra Nevada, um, um, uh, what's some of the other names I'm thinking of? Um, God damn, there's another one out of San Francisco I was thinking of, and I can't remember name of it but anyway rogue was one of the big ones out there so this is the rogue hazelnut brown and i fell in love with this beer and i probably <laughs> had about 
had about three of these at 32 ounces each. And I'm hoping is it's it's as good as I remember. Yeah, that's it. Rogue Hazelnut Brown. It's in a can now. It was in a big bottle, a 22-ounce bomber, last time I saw it. And, um, you know, the original time I saw it, saw it was in Las Vegas at Caesars Palace, at that outside area. God, I can't talk tonight. But anyway, Rogue Hazelnut Brown. Check it out. I think you'll like it. It's a little sweet, but it's uh, it's good. It's good stuff. Oh, what was I even doing with this podcast? So yeah, <clears throat> Gordon and I went out. We started. Uh, we we went to the North Fork of the Edisto. Uh Previously, a couple weeks ago, if you remember, we started at. Um, Some landing <laughs> up above Livingston. I want to say it was the Orangeburg Landing. That might might not be the exact name, but we started up there. We went down to Livingston, and that was somewhere between nine and twelve miles. I think uh, on the map it says nine, uh, but when you actually get into it and do the actual river mileage, you know, zigzagging back and forth, it actually come came out to about twelve miles. So we did that. And then this time we decided we were going to put in at Livingston, where we took out last time, and go all the way down to the end of the North Fork, uh, which ends at uh, Kilcare Landing, which is River Mile 1. So we started at River Mile 18 at Livingston, went down to River Mile 1. The actual to total mileage by the time we got done came out to a little, little over 20 miles, you know, because... You know, point to point, you might be 17 miles, but by the time you zigzag back and forth, you know, uh, down this river, we added about three extra miles. So, a 20-mile paddle, and it took us a little over nine and a half hours. When we first started out, we were like, oh, man, this is cool. It was kind of wide. It was a little slow because the, the water level is down. Uh, three or four feet in most places. So a little slow on the flow, and we said, ah, okay, that's fine. And uh, we started out, it was wide open, there was no obstructions, uh, pretty good flow. We had a little bit of um, sandbars here and there just from the, the, the lower level of the water. And then, oh my God, all of a sudden it just got into really squirrely area. I mean, we got into areas where we had to uh, portage the boat and um, go over and around different obstacles, you know, whether it be logs or just big uh, brushes or whatever. I had to pull out my handsaw and saw off some, some brush through a couple areas to get through. We had to really paddle hard and hit certain areas to, to, to burst over some of the uh, some of the obstructions in the water. At one point, we were probably about eight miles in, I think, on a twenty-mile trip, and we got to a point where there was a couple points where we had a fork in the road or fork in the river, where we had to go left or right. We had to make a decision: what, where do we think the river is flowing? Uh, harder, you know, is it flowing this direction? Is that the, is that the main stem of the, the the flow that we're going with, or are we going to do this? There was a lot of little um, 
what Gordon would call oxbows, where you can come off, and most of those are gonna flow back into the main flow of the river, but sometimes they, they just bottom out and you have to turn around and come back. Luckily, we didn't hit any of those where we just were lost, where there's no way we could scurry through and make it back to the main flow of the river. But we did come to one area where we thought that we were at an area that we shouldn't have been, that we maybe had missed a big turn somewhere. And we weren't going to be able to continue. There was a place to the left where there was a log that was probably three or four feet off of the, the water that we were going to have to pull up our boats over that or, um, it, well, two of them back to back. There was like a three or four mile, or three or four, <laughs> three or four foot log, you know, this far off the table. If you're looking at the table, there was a log this high. Um, and a bunch of brush underneath, so you couldn't put the kayak underneath. You were going to have to pull the kayak over, over the top of this log, and then immediately after that, about three or four feet from that log, was another log that was about three feet off the water that you were going to have to trans traverse that uh, kayak over the top of that. So we got to that point and decided, um, and there was fucking poison ivy all over that fucking first log, as a matter of fact. Um, I put my hands all over it. I don't think I've got any on me. I think I got it all off when I came back home and I washed off with a uh, with a washcloth and uh, kind of got that oil off of me. So hopefully I'm not going to have any ivy on me or a rash or anything in the next day or so. But anyway, I went into that spot twice. Uh, Gordon kind of stayed back and let me survey that area. I went into it twice and twice I said, you know what? I think there's got to be a better way to get around this thing. This is going to be a tough-ass place to get over. Um, so we ended up going around to the right. And around to the right, it looked a little sketchy as well. But there was a place where we could actually step out and pull the boats around a marsh landing, around a plough mat landing, around some trees, up through the, through the brush, and come back over and get out on the other side. So we did that. <clears throat> that was probably the the worst spot that we encountered. Um, but over the the twenty mile trip, I think we, I don't know, man, I can't really say. I think we got out of the boat probably two, three, four, five, six, at least eight times. Might even might even been ten times, and that's the most we've ever had to portage a boat and. Um, and get out and traverse things. Um, you know, a lot of parts of the river, there was, uh, you could see chainsaw marks and whatever. People came down with chainsaws through boats and really just kind of maintained the river. But there were some parts that they just said, fuck it, we're done. We're not, uh, we're not going through this part of the river. And uh, we met our own, we made our own path. So we got out eight to 10 times, could be more than that. Um, there was two spots that I went through with my handsaw and I cut through uh, some limbs and kind of opened up some areas for us for us to get through. Uh, we went under a couple areas, we went over a few areas and um, man, one of the toughest paddles we've done to date, 20 miles. We've got, uh, if we go up above where we put in prior to that, up to Orangeburg down to Livingston, We've got another 60 miles up 
on the North Fork of the Edisto. So we've got 60 miles left on the North Fork. We've done uh, the rest of it. South Fork, I'm not quite sure the mileage we got left. Um, then, of course, we've got the main stem. Uh, we probably got another 100 miles from the main stem. Uh, last place we put out, which is zigzag, all the way down to the Edisto Beach or to the ocean. So uh, we probably got <laughs> at least 160 miles. Let's say that is what's left on that trip. So um, we're going to get there. We got to have another, a different boat to get down to the to the beach. We're going to need a sit on top kayak and uh, some different gear. Uh, we eventually want to carry some uh, fishing poles out there, maybe catch some fish while we're out there. We saw a ton of uh, bird activity. Um, Gordon is the uh, the Fonta Floor expert, so if he was here, he could tell you everything that we saw. But I know we saw a bunch of things. We saw an owl, we saw a heron, we saw an egret. Uh, we saw some uh, some storks, some uh, hawks. I mean, we saw a little bit of everything bird-wise. And then, the first time ever, since we've been paddling the uh, Edisto, we saw three, possibly four, alligators. Nothing big, you know. You think of an alligator, you think of something as big as, as, big as this table, or maybe even bigger. Uh, six foot, seven foot, eight foot, you know, taller than me, longer than me. We saw, let's see, it's one, two, probably three three-foot gators, you know, fairly fresh, really fantastic coloring. Oh, my God. I've got a video and a picture of one. Um, I might be able to get the picture into the, into the podcast. You can maybe see it on YouTube if you check that out. But, oh, my God, these... Alligators was so fun, man. They just sat there and they just kind of hung out and they just hovered and the head would just kind of be right out of the water. You could see the eyeballs and the, and the shape of the head. Um, at one point, I um, scared or chased this one from, from one bank over to the other and the dude just kind of slithered across, across the water kind of like a snake. Um, just slithered <laughs> through the water and the lighting was just perfect. And, uh, yeah, it was a good time. We had three alligators. I was so excited. Um, I was glad they weren't like, uh, predator style alligators and they weren't coming to get us or anything. They were just hanging out with us. We were out there with nature. We had the birds, we had the alligators. Uh, there was a turtle or two that jumped off a log into the water. Didn't see any snakes, which I wanted to see. Um, plenty of spiders. I had a couple of them that were, right up in my face, had a couple on my arm, had one on the top of my hat, the rim, of my, the rim of my hat, the brim, not the rim, the brim of my hat that was kind of, uh, I could see the legs just kind of scurrying right there in front of my eyes. I had to pull them off and drop them in the water. Um, I ran into a bunch of uh, uh, spiders right uh, into the face, coming through a lot of brush. I was covered in limbs and leaves and just uh, gook from going through all this kind of things. Um, we took on a lot of water into the boat. You'll see, you've already seen some of the videos. We had to stop twice and, uh, tip the kayaks out, um, and purge the water out of the boats because we just took off so much water. There was two times that I almost flipped my kayak and, uh, and just totally submerged it, uh, coming up onto a log, you know, 
if you come up onto that log, you really have to come up onto it straight ahead and you have to hit it hard and try and come over the top of it. Well, a couple times I hit it at the wrong angle and once you hit it, you hit it here, if you can see on the video, and uh, once you hit it sideways, that current just kind of takes the back end of the boat around and now you're parallel to that log and the current is just pushing on on the bottom of that boat and trying to flip you over. So twice, and I hope you can see the movements that I'm making <laughs> because it's fun on the, uh, on the video. So twice almost got flipped out of the boat and took on a lot of water and that would have sucked because we would have had to pull that boat over to to a um, to a shore somewhere and empty the boat and that would not have been good but twice we had to empty the water out for sure and yeah so that's it I mean we had a great time fantastic paddle with Gordon Peters the most challenging paddle we've had yet so far I am sore I can barely lift this left arm up oh I'm sorry this is my right arm <laughs> Fuck. I can barely lift this arm up more than this right here. If I really, oh, if I really get it, I can lift it all the way up over my head. But it's got a sticking point that it is killing me right now. Um, my fingers, my hands are real tight. Um, you know, a lot of gripping and pulling with the paddle, uh, the arms, uh, the lats, the shoulders, the triceps, the biceps, the forearms. Everything is on fire today. I really need a massage. And I may go get one. Who knows? But that's it. Edisto River, North Fork. Session number two. We have 60 more miles left and quite a few miles left to complete the entire Edisto adventure that we're trying to do. 250 miles. So. That's it. Hope you guys enjoy this episode. And I don't know what I'm doing for Friday, but we'll figure it out. Maybe I got a guess. Maybe I don't. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's somebody else. But anyway, new angle, new haircut, new episode. Enjoy it. Talk to you soon, guys. Talk to you.